The day is finally here. The first debate between President Trump and former Vice President Biden. Trump wants candidates checked for earpieces. Biden wants breaks every 30 minutes. This is going to be good. And another Project Veritas video is released alleging a cash for ballot scheme. And then the CDC, they have new plans for you for Thanksgiving. We've got that and much more coming up and it starts right now. there. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. I'm Hillary Kennedy. If you're disappointed that you're not seeing the amazing Sarah Gonzalez and you missed yesterday's show, it's because she is on maternity leave at home enjoying her beautiful new baby boy. But to make up for it, I've got two incredible people, the top guns here at the table today. I've got Mr. Chad Prather of the Chad Prather well, you're, Show. You're selling that big, man. <laughs> That big. I've got to make up for Sarah not being here somehow. <laughs> no, you don't. No, you uh, don't. I'm glad you're here. And then Steve Dace of the Steve Dace Show, you're here in town with us because you're going to be going over all the debate coverage tonight. So we're happy to have you. I mean, if we're the big guns, then um, I'm out of it for a little while and everybody has delusions of adequacy. Yes. <laughs> well, we're excited that you're here and tonight's going to be really good. So we're glad you're sticking around for that. Okay, so... The debate is tonight, and a lot of people are talking about the fact that the Trump team wants a third-party inspector to look for electronic devices in the candidates' ears before the debate. So Trump's re-election campaign, they want uh, the Biden campaign to allow a third party to examine the ears of each participant to see if they're wearing a transmitter or any kind of device. The president has consented to this kind of inspection, but Biden has not so far, according to uh, Fox News and their sources. They've declined the ear check. First of all, (laughs) before we even get into that, do you think Biden just accomplishing the debate is going to be enough to get people to vote for him if he shows up and does okay? I I think in a a big way, a lot of minds are made up already, of course. Uh, There may be some that are changed. Uh, It'll be interesting to see how many of the folks that are, I, I mean, is anybody undecided in America? I guess maybe there are. We'll see. Uh, you, you, it's Donald Trump. You either like him, you, you hate him. It's Joe Biden. You either like him, you hate him. It's, it's There's not a lot of middle ground there. You know, these guys, there's been some people out there, some pundits have even questioned whether or not Joe's going to show up tonight. And maybe the demand for him to concede to some of these requirements could be grounds enough for him to say, no, nope, I'm out. You know, it's 2020. Anything could happen. Right. I don't I don't I mean, we're not even living on the same planet anymore. So I don't know what's going on. Yeah. At this point, who knows? What do you think, Steve? Um, <laughs> there's been a lot of times this year I've been asked a question and my first response was, well, <laughs> that um, <laughs> and I, I, I don't know what to think. Um, I, I think that if the Republicans had not had an effective convention, we would not be here tonight. I think the Biden campaign would have viewed themselves as having enough of a working margin that they would have just punted on the debates, used Trump's uh, taxes or something else as the excuse and figured, yeah, they they will, you know, by punking out, they'll they'll take some hit, but they'd have enough of a lead. They could absorb it and just move on to Election Day. I think uh, there was an effective enough messaging coming out of the campaign, out of the convention mm-hmm. and then the riots and everything else the, the race sufficiently narrowed that Biden had to show up tonight. I think if he is good tonight. And I think that, unfortunately, uh, conservative media has largely helped him lower his expectations to the point that if he doesn't look up at the sky, grab his chest and say, this is the big one, Alice, uh, or, you know, spill his Metamucil, um, then it's a W 
Um, but I think if he does do well tonight, I don't believe we'll have the other debates. And I think the New York Times story on the tax returns, which is, it's a rehash of a story they already did four years ago, mm -hmm. uh, him coming out with his tax returns today, I think they're beginning to grease the skids in, in what is going to kind of be their walk away talking point if he does well tonight. I don't believe they'll put him under six, almost six hours of scrutiny to the American people. He mentally could not uh, handle that. Well, do you think that Trump will bring up his dementia and kind of make tonight all about that. And if he does, do you think that's a good idea? I don't think he should bring it up. Uh, I don't think it's a good idea. Uh, I think anybody who will be moved by that, I think, see, I, here's the big problem I think each candidate has is that Joe Biden, there's a lot of people that would like to vote for Joe Biden uh, because they think that everything was fine until Trump came along, the media wasn't biased and suburbs were safe and that's not true, but that's what they think. But they need to be convinced that Biden isn't senile. Um, there's a whole lot of people that should be voting for Donald Trump, especially given the record that he had prior to March 12th when the lockdowns began, mm -hmm. especially how far left the Democrats are, but they still can't get comfortable with him as a presidential figure. Each of those candidates, I think, has to answer that objection tonight. And I, if I were advising President Trump, I mean, I, I think you can say things like, Joe, I think you're confused here. Here's what's actually going on on this issue. Mm -hmm. Okay. But I think to start trolling him or things of that nature, I think that actually plays against the uh, what those kinds of voters are looking for. Anybody who likes the trolling Trump is already voting for him 17 times. Right. He needs that next group of people who largely agree with him on the issues, but want to see him become more presidential. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Well, I was just going to say, you know, Trump's not known for his compassion, right? That's not his big, strong suit. They spent a lot of money and a lot of time with a lot of energy on people trying to paint him as a compassionate person during the RNC. So for him to come out and, and point out any form of dementia, I think there's ways of exposing what's going on with Joe without doing that. Well, and I feel like one of those ways <laughs> has been that Biden wants the debate to have a break every 30 minutes. Mm hmm and the Trump campaign said, no way. Uh, White House Pre Press Secretary Kayleigh McKinney tweeted, Biden is asking for a break every 30 minutes during tonight's debate. There are no breaks when you're leader of the free world, Joe. <sighs> I mean, it was denied by the Trump counterparts and they were like, forget it, you know. You. Well, you have to see how somebody performs under duress. I mean, mm -hmm. that is the nature of debate. How are you going to handle the punch when it comes? You don't get to take a, ba a break and then go backstage and counsel with your guys and say, okay, now how should I have handled that? So then I can come back out after being coached in the green room of how to come back and allude back to something that was spoken about earlier. Right. It's, not, it's not a fair debate. It's not a true debate. And it, and it breaks every rule. He was so different during his acceptance speech, Biden was, that it was just so night and day compared to some of the other interviews you'd seen. And it reminded me, did you ever see that movie? It was a, like a romantic comedy in the early 90s, but it was called Dave. And it, the president... Mm -hmm. oh, I love the movie. It's yeah. such a great yeah. movie. But the president, that's what this reminds me of, where some, they found like a Biden stunt double when it like. really counts. Yeah. And he comes out and just nails it. And then mm -hmm. all the other times they use the real Joe. That's what it seems like to be. Um, all right. Twitter is, uh, Twitter is ablaze with people who are propositioning that idea and saying, be paying attention. I, again, I don't put it past anything at this point. Who knows? Right, yeah, it is 2020. I mean, what if Joe Biden's been faking this the whole time? Like faking <laughs> the, the, the the lapses and the gaffes and all that. What if he's been faking it and he comes out and he's yeah, just stellar yeah. on the debate stage? That would be interesting. Won't happen, but that would be funny. It would be. Well, so they've, uh, the Ohio National Guard has been deployed to Cleveland, at Cleveland ahead of the presidential debates. Their court system says they are prepared 
for influx. So they have 300 members of the National Guard um, coming to help the local police handle the crowds. Uh, Black Lives Matter group, they're planning a peaceful demonstration to send a message to President Trump today. Authorities say they don't yet know whether individuals are going to be traveling in from out of state to join these protests. There's a lot of fear around this. They don't know what kind of protests these are going to turn into because back in May, they had a peaceful protest in Cleveland that then turned into hours of rioting and looting. So the Fox affiliates report there that, you know, they're on edge and the guards there to be on hand to assist with backup. I don't know. How bad do you think the violence will get tonight? I've said over and over again, a lot of these rioters slash protesters, whatever you want to call them, they're not registered voters anyway, and they have no intention of voting. If you had an intention of voting and you were interested in this political process, you'd stay home and watch the debates rather than take into the streets where you really have no idea what's going on. I think that um, if I'm the Biden campaign, that cannot happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, I, I would rather have my, my candidate forget his name mm-hmm. uh, and, and look in the camera and say, my name is Jaime Jimenez. Um, <laughs> I think I'd rather have him do that than have riots and protests after this debate. Mm-hmm. Because if that occurs, even if I have a stellar night, it's going to overshadow everything else and it's going to play right into the narrative that is against me. So mm-hmm. uh, if I'm the Biden campaign, I'm, if, if, if indeed um, groups like BLM are the, the, the militant arm of the DNC, I am sending some back channel messages saying, hey, this is not to the help we're looking for. Uh, stay home. That, mm-hmm. that doesn't help us at all. What do you expect the violence to be like the night of the actual election? I I think uh, the night of the election and the ensuing weeks after that, I think it doesn't matter who gets elected or how the news spins it. I think Pandora's box has been opened and they don't know how to put that back in. Mm -hmm. And it's going it's going to be bad no matter what, because now this outrage has become incorporated. It's it's a money making scheme by the people who want to be in control. That's my opinion. I just don't think that anything puts a cap back on this thing, because now that they've tasted blood, it's kind of like a dog on a chicken. You know, they've had a little bit. and Now they're like, well, I want some more of that. Mm -hmm. And they're seeing they can get away with it so give them a little bit of a a little bit of a reason and they're going to really be in the streets how about the fact we're even asking that banana republic question yeah Yeah. Yeah. i mean uh, that is i i mean mind-numbing to me i think here's what i do know for sure if if they win this way you will not get less of this. Mm-hmm. We can debate whether you'll get less of this if they lose or not. Will, will a Bill Clinton come along like what happened after Michael Dukakis and sister soldier these people and say, hey, we got to put this down. We can't win like this and show this to the American people. I, that's open for debate. What is not open for debate, I think, is if they win this way, you will have incentivized it and you will only get more of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the same thing. It's, it's not any different than when a kid acts up, acts up at Walmart. If you allow them to act, like the, act up like this in the streets and they intimidate you into the result, they want, you're only going to get more of this kind of stuff. And I, I, what, what I am really afraid of, and I said this this morning to Glenn uh, on his show, uh, sooner or later, they're going to walk up to the wrong restaurant booth mm-hmm. outside to the wrong cat. Sooner or later, they're going to go to the wrong cul-de-sac. Sooner or later, it, 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 somebody is going to say, I vote, I don't want open borders, I get overruled to the Supreme Court. I don't want this, I don't want that, I get overruled to the Supreme Court. Now, now they're harvesting ballots and everything else. You can only push on the people who have the guns 
for so long mm -hmm. before sooner or later history shows the Minutemen go to the go to the where they're hiding the the, the you know the, uh, the their munitions. And that is my concern. Is I don't want to see that happen. But as long as the system that our founders gave us continues to be abused and mm -hmm. and trashed, then eventually you're going to put people in a corner where they think I have to act on my own will. I agree. Yeah. We have a ledger of history that tells us that none of us want that. Anybody with common sense and a, and a sane mind doesn't want that. But you're right. They've pushed around on these urbanites who are unarmed for so long. They think they can get away with that everywhere yeah. else. Why do yeah. people move to the suburbs and to the rural to areas? Away from people but they like want to be away from that. Yeah. They want security. And I promise you they have the armaments. We haven't put a dent in the ammunition pile. Uh, we go out and shoot things for fun, man. I, you just don't <laughs> mess with people that make a hobby out of shooting targets in the shape of people. It's just a bad idea. And you're right, Steve. Mm -hmm. One day you're going to pick the wrong table with the wrong 80-year-old gentleman who's sitting there, and, and he's going to distinguish himself in a very violent way. And then you're in a, you have a powder keg now mm -hmm. that's ignited now. And if, you, if, if Pandora's box wasn't open before, mm -hmm. it, it, the genie is certainly out of the bottle now. And who knows where that road leads. Uh, to quote uh, Yoda, this conversation takes us to a very dark place. Mm -hmm. but, but it's what happens when you incentivize people that they can nullify votes, they can make up votes whole cloth, they can cheat, they can do whatever they want. No one's ever held accountable. There's no Durham probe that matters. No one ever gets locked up. No one ever goes to prison. No one's ever held accountable for this. And so that's why, hey, no one got held accountable for Russian collusion, so now we got Ukrainian collusion. And we'll just go on and on and on and on until at some point, if the adults don't take their belt off and break their foot off in some people's backsides, mm -hmm. eventually you end up with a civil war. That's, where that, that's why we were given these institutions by the founders, so that we wouldn't fight this out in the streets. Absolutely. I work for my mom. Got me in line, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> my mom wasn't afraid to <laughs> lay the smack down. All right, so we've got to go to break. Before we do, though, I want to thank our sponsor, Car Shield. So seeing the check engine light, come on. It can give you the worst anxiety because you have no idea what kind of repairs you're in for. It could be something minor or maybe it's a whole lot worse and you have no idea what the cost could be. But now that I have CarShield, I don't have to worry about that anymore. CarShield offers a wide range of protection plans that can save you thousands for a covered repair, which means that check engine light was well, a lot less scary when it comes on because you have the freedom to choose your favorite mechanic or dealership to do the work, and then CarShield gets all the rest of it taken care of. So even if your car breaks down while you're traveling, the choice of a repair shop is still up to you. And on top of that, there's no long-term contracts or commitments. The payments are flexible, and CarShield plans are customizable for your exact needs. So CarShield, they've helped over 1 million drivers, and that is why they're America's number one auto protection company. Because I used to dread car repairs, but with CarShield, I have that peace of mind. So get coverage today and see why CarShield cars go farther. You can call 800-665-2157 and mention code Y or visit carshield.com and use code Y to save 10%. So that's carshield.com, code Y, a deductible may apply. We'll be back in just a minute. Mail-in voting. What a flawless system, they said. Is it? Rigged election, Trump responds to the newest Project Veritas video alleging cash for ballots scheme. Okay, so uh, the latest Project Veritas video, it reportedly shows a man buying a registration form for an absentee ballot from a voter, giving him pocket money of $200 and expecting to collect his ballot when the voter receives it. And we have video. We want you to look at this. 
Project Veritas has received an explosive piece of tape. The tape you're about to see shows a man buying a registration form for an absentee ballot from a voter, giving him, quote, pocket money, unquote, of $200 and expecting to collect his ballot when the voter receives it. So he tells him this is how you fill it out. You put your first name, your last name, your address, your telephone number, because this is in another language. He says, put your the last four digits of your social security number, and then you'll sign it, and that's all. He's coaching them on how to fill it out. And then saying, tonight we'll close the deal with money, okay? And then he said, now take this money for your pocket change, and then when I fill it out, I'll bring it to you. Wow. It's just incredible. Uh, the video then states that another man who allegedly appears in an audio file included on the tape claims that he was given $800. Mm -hmm. The man allegedly states that he doesn't care that it's illegal. And then another portion of this clip also allegedly shows a woman who, according to Project Veritas, is a former co-worker of Representative Elon Omar, surprise, surprise, appearing to state that Omar was involved in the pay-to-vote scheme. President Trump did respond to the video. He's seen it, and he wrote on Twitter, rigged election. <sighs> Do you think that this is just a small dose of what is to come in the presidential election? Of course this is what was going to happen. I mean, you know, it's one thing or another. People ask me, sometimes uh, folks will ask me, they say, why doesn't the right do the same things that the left do in terms, because we could ballot harvest, we could commit fraud, we could, you know, stack the ballot boxes, fill them up with all of these fraudulent things. The left worships control. They worship power, and politics is, that's, is their religion. That is their number one priority. On the right, we tend to have a life. We might have a, lo a hobby. We might have faith. We might have a family. We, you know, we have these things that occupy our life. We're not sitting there because they don't want equality. They don't want to just win. They want control, and it's worth every penny to them. So Ilan Omar should be in jail, first of all. Uh, Minneapolis, Minneapolis police have announced that they are opening an in investigation into this because there's enough evidence there to make something happen. Will it happen? We'll see. Yeah. Steve, what do you think? Is this just a sign of things to come? Uh, yes. But I think, you know, walking around money has been going on in, in inner cities for a long, long time. And I'm, one of my all-time favorite CNN clips happened on Election Day 2008, and one of the reporters is live on the scene at a, at a precinct. I want to say it's in Philadelphia. Uh, and he walks up and asks a gentleman, uh, hey, are you here to you know, vote? Who you, he says, yeah. And he says, uh, what are you voting for? He says, uh, voting for Obama. Time for a change. And he says, so, I mean, are you excited? He goes, oh, yeah. Decided to come back and vote a couple of times. He says this live on the air, and the CNN reporter's like, uh, I don't think he can do that. Okay. He goes, oh, time for a new feast, is what he said. Okay. And I mean, I, I always marvel at how do these people imagine that you had academia subsidized to, pro, to brainwash the next generation. You had pop culture um, marketed and, and available to, to indoctrinate the culture with your political message. Mm -hmm. Almost all of the media that is on a broadcast bandwidth is in your back pocket with your narrative. How do these people ever lose elections? I mean, they can cheat and do whatever they want, lie, they don't care. Mm -hmm. And I think it just goes to show how bad most of their ideas are that with all of these advantages, 
they still lose a lot of elections. I mean, when Donald Trump took over, there were the fewest amount of, de of elected Democrats nationwide since before the Great Depression. So if how do you lose ever when you have all of those advantages? It's because most of your ideas just frankly suck. <laughs> yeah, uh, first of all, look at the DNC. Look how horrible that was. It looked like some eighth grader got a hold of a Final Cut Pro <laughs> application and started making videos with his drone. It was horrendous, this stuff. The quality of it was so bad. How do you do that with that kind of production behind you with, right. the, with Hollywood? and You've the got media? all of Hollywood. Hollywood and you bust yeah. out a, a protest song from the Kent State 1970. Exactly. Well, yeah, yeah Stephen Stills and, and, and Billy Porter. I mean, it was the most horrible, atrocious thing. Now I can't quit listening to that song. Uh, so maybe <laughs> it works. I don't know. But the, the insanity ensues. Well, Chad, you mentioned that the Minneapolis police, they are looking into the voter fraud I'm sure allegations. They are. I'm sure yeah, they I'm sure they'll get it. to the bottom of it with their one bullet. I yeah. mean, they, they put out a, a whole tweet <laughs> saying that, you know, these allegations of voter fraud are being evaluated. We're aware of the allegations of vote harvesting. But we've been defunded, so we can't do anything we're about looking it. Into yeah. the, what yeah. I thought was interesting is so many of the people in Minneapolis that were crying, you know, we need to defund the police, have now walked back a little bit and said, well, I meant that just in spirit. Yeah. Or, you know, well, there's lots of ways to interpret <laughs> saying defund the, the police. Right. I mean, that's yeah. really what they're, they're using as their excuse. But... Um, Anyway, they say that they're in the process of looking into the validity, validity of the statements. No further information is available at this time. Mm -hmm. There won't be any further uh, breaking there, news. There will never be There won't any be further. any further available <laughs> information next time or the time after that yeah, or the time after that. It's like that. turning Barney Fife loose to nip it in the bud. That's the part, that is the part of the Trump presidency. I mean, I, I really thought going up against him every day on the Cruz campaign, watching and observing him closely. Uh, in his operation. I, I really thought that we, we would have a hard time if he got elected as conservatives, reigning in his authoritarian streak. Towards the end of his first term, I'm like, damn, I would really like an authoritarian streak. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Right. I, mean, I, 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 mean I would yeah. like him to be more of what I feared. I'd get on the phone and like, why aren't, why aren't these people all being hung in the town square like right yeah. now? Card and feather yeah, yes, at the yes, least. Yes. People are getting away with so much. Well, this is happening in uh, New York City also. The NYC Board of Elections, they responded after New Yorkers received ballots with the wrong name and voter addresses on them. Uh, they received some of just, I think, a few voters in the Queens and Brooklyn area. I think they, they received mail-in ballots for the upcoming 2020 presidential election that were marked for military use, despite the fact that they had not served in the military. There's a misprint. So, you know, it says official military absentee ballot. Hmm. And there's supposed to be a slash between military and absentee ballot. And so a lot of people received these, including two post journalists who were like, well, if we turn these in, we're worried they're not going to be counted because nothing's going to match our names and addresses and all of that. So it's been really confusing. And they're saying, oh, it was an oversight. We're going to address it. We don't think it was that many people. It was an error made by the vendor, Phoenix Graphics, for, yeah, voters in Brooklyn and, Brooklyn and Queens. So they're in the process of determining how many voters have been affected, adding, we can assure that the vendor will address this problem in future mailings and make sure people who received erroneous envelopes receive new ones. If you're listening to this and you received an absentee ballot with a wrong oath envelope, they do have uh, an email that you can send to them telling you that you got you know, telling them that you got the wrong thing. Or you can call one eight six six vote NYC to let them know. I can think of a simple solution to all of this. Now, just stick with me. Okay. <laughs> what if uh, that we have like mass transit, <laughs> internal combustion engines, bicycles, especially mm -hmm. in New York, feet. 
What if we had people go vote in person mm -hmm. and show their ID that it's who they are? Have we thought of that? It's ridiculous. Whoa, whoa, have we whoa, considered Steve. this? Whoa, Steve. <laughs> I mean, that's complex. Too, too far out there. <laughs> I mean, 331 million people, I would think you'd want to lower the odds of fraud. But again, I mean, that, that's a... That's a colossal undertaking, unless fraud is your goal, but I, mean, I, I don't want to say that out loud. Yeah, it's because you have a life. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, I just don't know. Is it, is it too late, or is there any way we can avoid the mail-in ballot fraud? Do you think it's just too Look, far this off? is the point where I got to be careful, because I say things that get me in trouble, right? Like statements like, well, you might have extra ballots, but I got extra bullets. <laughs> so it's going to come down to one thing or another, right? So you need to get your stuff straight and and get it together because it, again i go back to steve's earlier point there's only so long that true patriots are going to take this we, we're living in a in a country right now where you don't have to fly a trump flag in front of your house you don't have to do that all you got to put up is an american flag yeah right. and you know what they know exactly who you're voting for when you do that yep they know exactly who you're voting for just by being a patriot and putting an american flag in your front yard that's where we're living right now it's crazy i think that you have to understand the way the left operates. They, they don't, there's never a situation where they admit defeat on anything. Mm -hmm. And even if there's no way to claim a victory, then they'll just quickly move on like they did from Russia to the Ukraine. And so if they can't win 270 electoral college votes, they're going to win the electoral college vote. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, the popular vote. Popular. Yeah, I mean, you may, you're going to find out how many damn postage stamps do they really have in the state of California. <laughs> you're going to find out. I mean, Trump <laughs> lost that state by 4 million votes four years ago. If you take California off the table, he won the popular vote in the other 49 states by more than a million votes. Mm -hmm. Okay? So, I mean, they're going to keep printing and printing and printing because even if they can't get to 270, they come out of this and say, we still won the popular vote. Again, he's illegitimate and they'll be running on uh, eradicating the Electoral College monolithically as a party. So, so there's always a way to claim victory to them. Now, the good news is I, you don't have to worry about this. You know, Texas, I don't think is as competitive as it's, it's more so than it has been in the past. But mm -hmm. I don't think it's as competitive as people think. It's really about five or six states where this is going to be a big issue. And they're going to be the five or six states. They're going to decide this. Those Rust Belt states. I think you have to worry about it. Arizona is another state. Those are the states that if the election were today, I, I would have them too close to call either way. Mm -hmm. And I think those are the decisive 69, 70 electoral college votes and that's where you're going to see a lot of this kind of chicanery it's amazing to me you're making me nervous it's amazing to me but he's right i mean he's 100 percent right it, yeah. it's amazing to me that anybody in their right mind would make it that close anything other than a decisive biden win on election night this is going to end up in the courts it's going to be trouble mm -hmm. absolutely all right well we got to go to break but before we get to the rest we want to thank our sponsor rough greens the dogs have spoken well not literally but it's pretty evident by the way they eat their food uh, when it's got rough greens on it they're a happy, happy bunch. So if you're a dog owner, you know that loving your dog, it's only part of the responsibilities you have as their owner. You also have to take good care of your dog, make sure that you do everything you can to promote a healthy, happy life for them. And that is why I love Rough Greens. Rough Greens isn't a dog food. It's a supplement that you put on your dog's food. It contains all of those nutrients that your dog needs, but those that, that get cooked out of the kibble food when it's being made. Mm -hmm. Probiotics, antioxidants, the vitamins, the minerals, the omega oils. These are just some of the things that your dog needs to live a healthier lifestyle. And they are all the things that are in Rough Greens. So give your dog the Rough Greens 14-day jumpstart bag today for just $14.95. And see the difference in your dog in 14 days or less. So just go to roughgreens.com slash blaze. That's r-u-f-f-greens.com slash blaze. We'll be back in a minute. 
Fauci, Fauci, Fauci. We just keep hearing from Mr. Fauci. And he says that Florida lifting restrictions on bars and restaurants is very concerning. Take a listen to this. Well, that is very concerning to me. I mean, I have, we have always said that, myself and Dr. Deborah Burks, who's the coordinator of the task force, that that is something we really need to be careful about because when you're dealing with community spread and you have the kind of congregate setting where people get together, particularly without masks, you're really asking for trouble. Now's the time, actually, to double down a bit. And I don't mean close. When I say that, people get concerned that we're talking about shutting down. We're not talking about shutting anything down. We're talking about common sense type of public health measures that we've been talking about all along. Okay, so this comes on the heels of Governor DeSantis announcing last week that he would be lifting restrictions on bars and restaurants and allow them to operate at 100 percent capacity. If it were up to Fauci, do you think America would ever reopen? I got to tell you, I despise him. Uh, I have worked full-time in politics for more than a decade. I have been lied to by some of the best and the worst, right to my face. I've never met a bigger fraud or fiend, and I can't quite figure out which it is, uh, and I could go back and forth on a given day. Is it just, I'm a fraud, and this is my first moment of relevancy since the AIDS crisis, and I'm, I just am a creature of the media? Mm-hmm. Am I a fiend? Uh, meaning, am I a malevolent force? Here's what I do know. The dumbest managerial decision in human history were these lockdowns. Uh, If Donald Trump does not win on November the 3rd, it's going to be because he surrendered his presidency to Fauci and Burks for four months and they allowed them to crush his economy and send us into a mini depression Mm -hmm. while Debbie Burks uh, regaled us with tales of bedazzled face shields and Anthony Fauci changed his position on literally everything. He he went up to Capitol Hill last week and told Rand Paul that he didn't know what he was talking about with these T's cell immunity studies that he was citing, one of which, by the way, came from the National Institute of Health. I believe that's the damn organization Anthony Fauci runs. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about T-cell immunity back on August 11th. All right, these people, they just talk out of every side of their mouth all of the time. So let's look at the actual data. Because Redfield is Fauci, but dumber. The guy that runs CDC, he's, he's, he's his lackey. There's a big disconnect between what CDC's data shows and then what the CDC director says. Here's what the CDC data shows. Right now in America, one and a half percent of ER visits are for COVID-like symptoms. One and a half percent. That means 98 and a half percent of ER visits are for what? Not for COVID-like symptoms, okay? Uh, CDC's own data shows that unless you have a unique comorbidity like chronic diabetes or something like that, under the age of 70, the survival rate, if you get it, is anywhere from 99.3 to 90, or 94.6 to 99.7%, okay? Tell me, without a meaningful vaccine, and I don't mean a therapeutic like the flu shot, which you're lucky if it works in a a given strain 50% of the time. Without a meaningful vaccine, how do we do better than that, guys? How do we do better than one and a half percent of ER visits and that level of a recovery rate? How is it possible? And so I, 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 I can't think critically anymore where he's concerned. I have to ignore him because I, I just think uh, he's a terrible human being. And the last straw for me was if there if if there's ever a metaphor alert for 2020 and there's been about 3000 of them, it's when he (laughs) went out there against the the opening day of the Major League Baseball season and threw the damn first pitch uh, into the right field bleachers. Okay, (laughs) that is a metaphor for what four months of President Fauci was like.
Mm-hmm. <laughs> that right there is why Steve Dace is the best. <laughs> right there. And I want that. I want to tell everybody in the control room, our guys, uh, I want that 180 seconds of what he just said, cut, clipped, sent to me, because I want to post it on every social media that I have. I'm telling you, everybody needs to hear what Steve just said. He's exactly Right. And to your question, no, Fauci would never end this. If Trump wins, he will continue to do this until 2024. If Biden wins, they have to lift the restraints because a Biden economy has to look good. I said it back when Barack Obama was running for president in 2008. I said, I said, they can't let him fail. Right now, a Democratic president, you can't let them fail. Uh, And so they're going to have to lift this to get this economy back. But you're exactly right, Steve. I mean, I, I love it when people say, oh, I couldn't have said that better myself. I couldn't have said that. That was solid. I want that, <laughs> that clip, was guys. Solid. I'm with you, Steve. I was out on Fauci after I saw him on the cover of InStyle magazine like some Hollywood celebrity. That was, yeah, that was yeah, it yeah. for me. I'm anywhere from come on, man, to, hey, have you been behind a woodshed ever? <laughs> come I got on, one man. for you. Come on, man. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, so just real quickly, Florida schools reopened, and the evidence shows there was no surge We've in coronavirus cases. have seen this in every cases. country around the world that has reopened schools. Yeah. Every but, single country around the world. Mm-hmm. There has not been an increase of coronavirus. And first of all, What's a coronavirus case? The viral cycle threshold where we we scored up to 40, meaning we magnify your your sample 40 times to see if there's any virus there when the infectivity, when the infection rate is doesn't go any higher than 28 or 30. Mm -hmm. You want to know why the NFL's positivity rate is so low? It's because they did an interview last night and they said that they don't use the viral sensitivity threshold rate that we're using with these PCR tests, according to CDC, around the country. That if you have a rate that shows you're not infectious, they're not counting it as a positive test. That's why you have so many asymptomatic cases. That's why you have 40 some odd thousand college kids have tested positive with like two hospitalizations. It's because we have a ridiculous threshold for what we consider a positive case or not. And you can ask yourself why that is. There's lots of possible reasons and answers to that question, they're all bad. They're all bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, the CDC is also trying to ruin your Thanksgiving. Well, my Thanksgiving usually gets ruined oh. anyway. So. I'm a Detroit Lions fan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting my Thanksgiving ruined on so a perennial basis. I was going to yeah. say the Cowboys, but yeah, yeah exactly. Not anything new. Well, you know, they're saying avoid Thanksgiving parades, avoid mm. large indoor gatherings. If you ever run in a turkey trot, they're saying that's a bad idea. They're all considered <laughs> higher risk activities. Now, now let me say this. I, I, would, I, I have been like the trailblazer of panic porn skepticism. Mm. But I'm not irresponsible. I'm not calling for us, hey, let's play, let's put 30,000 people in an arena for the NBA Finals next week. Right. All right. I do think we should take some precautions, okay? But the idea that, what was it last week, the same week they came out and showed us what, how low the mortality rate was, they told us not to go trick-or-treating, yeah. was the same week that the CDC director told you that the mask will protect you better than a vaccine. If the mask protects you better than a vaccine, why does anybody get a flu shot? Right. By the way, can you name maybe one night of the year where everybody out and about wears a mask? <laughs> can you think of what night that might be? Mm. And then they told us not to go out. These, uh, uh, this is just mind-numbingly stupid or sinister. And on a given day, I give you a different answers to which one I think that it is. It's, it's, it's bad, but let me tell you. So Sunday night, Green Bay Packers uh, played New Orleans Saints, right? Drew Brees, his family, they show him up in the suite. There's nobody in the stands, a couple of family members in the stands. It's a virtually empty Superdome. They show Drew Brees' family. His kids are up there. His wife's up there. They're in a suite all by themselves. The wife and the three kids. 
They're wearing masks. Yeah. They're wearing masks. They're all by themselves. But then they come down to the field, and Drew Brees is waiting to take the snap. And you know what he's doing? He's licking his fingers. Yeah. Licking his fingers. He's getting, his, he's getting all chalked up, ready to take the snap, right? So he can throw it to a black guy and give him coronavirus, and that's racist. <laughs> Furthermore, on the NFL thing, if everybody there is testing negative, mm-hmm. why is anybody wearing a mask? Why? How would you give yourself a virus no one has? This weekend, Kirk Herbstreit on College Game Day announced, I tested negative, but I came into contact with somebody who has the virus, so I'm going to quarantine myself just in case. And of course, he posted the video on Twitter so that we could all genuflect to his oh, virtue yeah. signal. So wonderful. So I, the, this virus is so dangerous. I have to quarantine myself for a virus I don't have. Yeah. For a virus I don't have. It's a freaking cult. Cult. That's it is, what it and is. they bow at the altar of safetyism. Yes. That is the new God. It's safetyism. I have to answer to that God at all times. And I have to make sure that my, that by virtue signaling, I have to make sure that everyone sees my act of, of bowing well, to, that, to that altar. If you're going to participate in that, this one's for you, Chad. Using alcohol or drugs can cloud your judgment and increase risky behaviors, according to the C. So they're saying, don't be doing that on Thanksgiving. (laughs) Good luck. Good luck. That's the only way I can get through Thanksgiving. (laughs) Y'all ain't met my family. That's true for a lot of us, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) All right, we're going to go to break. We'll be right back in just a minute. (laughs) Threw it to a black guy. That's hilarious. Licked his fingers and threw it to a black guy. How many times did that dance go about? The hurricanes and the wildfires that we've been experiencing in 2020, a lot of us have been wondering, what is the root cause of all of this? Well, there is a professor in California who has figured it out, and he argues that white supremacy is actually the cause of wildfires and hurricanes and the global climate crisis. He says the global, the white supremacy and global climate crisis, they're intertwined. Now, this guy has his Ph.D. in environmental science from the University of California, Berkeley, and he wrote an op-ed about it in Earth Island Journal last week (laughs) called, fittingly, How White Supremacy Caused the Climate Crisis. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He's saying that uh, racial supremacy is the theory of human supremacy over nature, Mm. which has brought environmental calamity upon us all. He says that white supremacy thrives on the accumulation of wealth and power of a select few, namely Caucasians, and the oppression and destruction of everyone and everyone else. And white people have historically believed that dominance and control are their natural rights and have thus sought to colonize peoples and lands. So you fast forward hundreds of years and guess what you get? Racism, wildfires, and hurricanes. And their primary means of conquering nature, the fossil fuel industry. Mm-hmm. He also cited uh, biblical, the biblical creation mandate to subdue the earth and exercise dominion over it. That, that, that was the basis for exploitation. That's part of the problem. Private property and capitalism, those have also justified man's needs to conquer the earth. Good grief. Is white supremacy now just the fallback for every problem? Well, yeah. Let me give you my namely Caucasian opinion. Uh, <laughs> the, I'm going to blame two people. Amy Coney Barrett, because she's on fire. <laughs> And uh, Greta Thunberg for, for getting on her white supremacy yacht and going back to whatever country she came from. How dare you? How, How dare, dare you? you. <laughs> uh, it's all the white people, man. I've been saying for years it's white people. White people have been holding the man down. And uh, we got to fight the power. We really do fight the power. It's, it's a cop-out, right? That is a whole other religion. 
this whole idea that it's the white man's fault. See, know? I agree. <laughs> I agree that it is. It is But 100%. maybe not the way that he thinks. Not it, the way you think. It, literally right. every bad idea in America right now, literally every one of them, either came from or is funded by fake, woke white people. Yeah. Every last one. Every last one. Either they are funding these things, like a George Soros type, mm-hmm. or they are creating them whole cloth, like this professor. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I did a book tour for a book, several, one of my books several years ago. What's the name of that book? It was called Rules for Patriots. There it is. How conservatives okay. can win again. And they put me, and I did an interview on Talk Radio Europe. And the, the young lady that was interviewing me clearly did not do her homework because she decided to attack me on the subject I'm probably one of the strongest on, the abortion issue. All right. Mm-hmm. And she wanted to attack it strictly on the basis of suffering and things of that nature. And I said to her, um, have you ever suffered in your life? You ever had a job you didn't get, uh, a family member disappoint you, a, a boyfriend break your heart? She said, well, yes. I said, then kill yourself. Yeah. I told that right in the interview. I said, if you believe suffering is the is the is the mechanism by which we determine whether life should be uh, should be uh, extinguished or not, you've suffered by your own definition. Mm-hmm. Prove to me your level of dedication and your life as we speak right now on the interview. Kill yourself, and that's what I would say to him. Hey, hey if if you are convinced that white people are a problem, I know where you can start. Start with you. Mm-hmm. If you think Native Americans have been given a, a, a terrible deal here, exchange your Wi-Fi for wampum. Sell off all your accoutrements of Western civilization and mosey on down on the, to the Indian reservation. Show me. Show me how bad you hate colonialism and Western civilization and, you know, um, and become, go with the teepee instead. Start with your own level of conviction. Show me that you mean these things. Because all that they really mean is what you said earlier. Leftism, paganism, progressivism, whatever we're calling it in this segment. It's about two things and two things only power and control. Mm -hmm. Whatever talking point gets me power and control, I use. Whatever narrative does it, I use. Whatever tactic does it, I use. That's all that it's about. Girl, I don't follow Steve Dace. What you talking about? He don't said it all. <laughs> he's, he don't said it all. He's ended it perfectly. All right. Well, we've got to go to break one more time, but we'll come back with our poll question of the day. <laughs> I'm a pro great black culture right now. Steve Dace don't say it. Okay, he don't said it. He don't said it. I want to give you a quick reminder, you don't want to miss our debate coverage tonight. It begins at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. So at 8 p.m., you're going to have the Stu Does America pre-show. Then at 9 p.m. Eastern, Blaze TV will carry the debate live. And you can see it on Blaze TV, Pluto, Facebook, YouTube. And then 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time, you'll have Glenn Beck, Stu, Pat, Steve Dace, who you've just heard, Mm -hmm. so you know you don't want to miss it now, Dave Rubin. They're all going to react to the debates live So check that out. Special promo code DEBATE for $20 off an annual subscription if you aren't already a member. And then you can always watch for free at blazetv.com slash YouTube. So just put it, get your popcorn, put the little alarm on your phone, set it so that you remember. And now let's get to the poll question from yesterday. It was, will the leak of Trump's tax records change anybody's mind on the 2020 race? Good gravy. 96.4% of you said no. I agree with that. I, I don't. I that. think most people don't care at all. Mm. And then, uh, well, what did you? I don't know your answer. 
Uh, it's it's a diversionary tactic. They've had this story for a while. They, it's a rehash of a story rehash. they did four years yeah. ago. They dropped it uh, this Sunday after the Amy Coney Barrett announcement on purpose. And unfortunately, too much of conservative media fell for the banana in the tailpipe mm -hmm. and said, yeah, let's stop talking about that inspirational presentation of Americana and let's get right to this inside baseball story nobody gives two rips or a stroke about. Let's do that instead. So that's what we did. You're right with the other 96%. All right. Then the question for tomorrow is who will win tonight's debate? Donald Trump or Joe Biden? Quickly, gentlemen. Who Depends do you think? on who you ask. If it's the media, then Joe Biden in a landslide. He's going to kill it. Yeah. Going to kill it. I am more concerned about the the way that it is won mm -hmm. than than how it's perceived right. by the respective media on both sides. And I, I think for Donald Trump, he's got to avoid a trap. I think they'll set for him in the first five minutes to get him to say something that makes him look like a bully. So Biden give him a, give him a come on, man, and everybody laughs. And, and that's your viral moment. I think the longer Trump makes Biden perform, the better off he'll be. I can't wait to watch. We can't wait to hear what you have to say tonight. Thank you for being here, gentlemen. And thank you guys for watching. Thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.